It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here. It is Friday, April 26th, and we are one round in the books of the draft. Day one is officially over, and the Panthers did indeed get an edge rusher. We will talk about the draft. We'll talk about the Panthers pick, talk about the rest of the draft. Uh, Actually, we'll even do a live mock draft here for fun, and we'll talk a little bit about the rest of the draft. Remember, of course, to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on Himalaya, Google Podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast listening pleasure. Always a good time. So glad you guys are with us today. Really appreciate all the support, all the old followers, all the new followers. Glad to have you guys on board. Let's get into it. First off, I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit because despite my mock not being anywhere near what the actual draft ended up being, I can say I correctly predicted that Brian Burns would fall to the Panthers at 16 and that that is who the Panthers would take. And listen, you have to be happy with the pick. I know some probably wanted offensive line. Of course, there were a couple offensive linemen still on the board, even still some available now. Uh, It's amazing to think that guys like Cody Ford is still on the board, Dalton Reisner, is still on the board. You know, even Andre Dillard at the time was on the board. To me, it it seemed like the decision was either Andre Dillard or Brian Burns, but the pick did end up being Brian Burns, the defensive end out of Florida State. And again, let's face it, Burns is just a fantastic edge rusher. There was a lot of talk of him. A A lot of people thought he could maybe go top 10, he does end up falling to 16. The, the The board really fell almost perfectly for the Carolina Panthers. You know, there were maybe a couple targets that didn't make it to 16 for the Panthers. One, the first one that comes to mind is Jonah Williams, who was taken at number 11 by the Cincinnati Bengals. But other than that, that's, that's really the only one that I could really think of that we we really discussed as a potential target for the Panthers in the first round that wasn't there at 16. But Andre Dillard was there, Brian Burns was there, even a couple of the other edge rushers. Montez Sweat was still on the board, and as we saw, he lasted another 10 picks. He didn't go until 26 when the Redskins traded up to get him. But for, for my money, in my opinion... The way the board fell, I think the Panthers made the best possible pick. I think you can get offensive tackles later in the draft. Again, there's still a, a few. There's still some good ones on the board. Uh, some, you know, that one might fall to them at 47. Maybe they trade up for one. But I think you had. I think you almost had to take Brian Burns here in this situation. He was really the last of the top players left, or the top edge players left 
And I, I think if he passed on him, it, it would have been really tough to to find an edge player, especially with some of the others that ended up going off the board. Again, Sweat went at 26 to the Redskins. Uh, LJ Collier actually went in round one to the uh, Seattle Seahawks at 29. So I, I really don't know who could have been there. I mean, there, there would have been some decent guys, but Brian Burns was the perfect pick. He, he, you know, and then they, the Panthers even talked about it after the draft, or, or at least I saw somewhere on Twitter. Uh, I, I think it was Marty Herney, a quote from him, talking about how do they replace Brian Burns. And let's remember, the, and we discussed this yesterday when we talked about the the players that the Panthers met with. You know, you look at that list from Walter Football, and Brian Burns was on that list. So clearly there was some interest in Brian Burns, and they were absolutely ecstatic to see that he that he was there at 16. Like I said, the board really fell almost the best way it could have for the Panthers at 16. Uh, you know, you look at... Uh, Let's actually look at some of the the quotes from Brian Burns. Or, well, he got a chance to talk to Burns afterwards, and he used the word mind-blowing. He said, quote, it's really mind-blowing just the fact that I'm going to the Carolina Panthers, unquote, as he talked on a conference call. Uh, he, in fact, Burns even mentioned that the Panthers showed the most interest in him in the pre-draft process, so it. It, it just worked out so perfectly that Brian Burns was there at 16, and now he is the newest member of the Carolina Panthers. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So what does this mean for the rest of the draft? Well, the Panthers still have uh, six picks remaining in this draft. Of course, three today. Remember, they have their second-round pick at number 47, and they've got two picks in the third round. And in fact, I'm actually ready to run the live draft. I've already got it set up here on FanSpeak because the nice thing about FanSpeak is that you can do these mock drafts even throughout the draft because they update the picks in real time. They won't do it on Saturday just because there's so many picks and how quick they come. But you can go into FanSpeak now, run their draft simulator, and you can run. They, they have the exact picks for round one. So you can go in 
and make your picks for the rest of the draft. So we're actually looking right now at the the second round pick for the Panthers. And Dalton Reisner is staring me in the face. And you guys know I am a huge fan of Dalton Reisner. You can play him a tackle. You can play him a guard. He's just such a, a versatile player that I think if we're going to do this mock draft now, I think that's the way we're going to go. We're going to take Dalton Reisner, and this way, boom, we've addressed defensive line, and we've addressed offensive line with the first two picks. And again, it's possible the Panthers could trade up. You know, Maybe they package one or two of those third-round picks to move up in round two, certainly a lot of good players still available. I mean, again, you look at players like Jawan Taylor still on the board. Uh, a little surprising that he's he's still out there, but there, there might, these NFL teams might know something that we don't, but he's still on the board. Greedy Williams ended up falling out of the first round. Maybe him not taking any visits to teams during the pre-draft process maybe meant more than we thought. DK Metcalf fell out of the first round. Cody Ford is still available. Greg Little. Uh, Byron Murphy, the corner out of out of Washington, is still available. You know, a whole bunch. I think you're going to see a run on wide receivers tonight, too. We saw, what, just two receivers go in round one, and that was Marquise Brown to the Ravens at 25 and Nikhil Harry to the Patriots at 32. So guys like Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, they're all on the board. And again, basically every corner not named DeAndre Baker. He was the only cornerback taken in round one. Drew Locke. I thought Drew Locke was going to go in the first round, but he did not. Uh, a bunch of the safeties are still available. So a lot of good players still on the board for the Panthers. But in this case, we will go with Dalton Reisner, uh, Taylor Rapp is a possibility. Uh, they could go with one of the safeties in round two. So there's definitely a bunch of options here, I think, with that second round pick. But as we move into round three, and we get on the clock here at 77, we see a bunch of running backs on the board, wide receivers, uh, safety is on the board, Amani Hooker. And I, I think the P Panthers are probably going to lean safety here or at, at some point in the draft. And I think with how deep receiver is, I think we're going to go ahead and we're going to nab a safety here. We're going to take Imani Hooker, the safety out of Iowa, and then possibly look at receiver or another position with that second pick of round three. So Imani Hooker is going to be the pick here. So, so far we've got Brian Burns, we've got Dalton Reisner, and we've got Imani Hooker with our first three picks. Arguably the three biggest needs on this Panthers team, and we've now addressed it with the first three picks. I think we've got to look running back at some point. Uh, wide receiver is a possibility. So now that we're back on the board, we see Damian Harris is on the board. Miles Sanders is still on the board. I'm a big fan of Miles Sanders. Uh, a couple of receivers still on the board, but I think we're going to go ahead and we're going to secure the running back. We're going to get a, a complimentary there for Christian McCaffrey, and I think we're going to go ahead and we're going to take Miles Sanders. Like I said, I'm I'm a fan of Miles Sanders. I like the way he runs. Can definitely give you some carries to give McCaffrey a little bit of a breather. So Sanders is going to be the guy here. So we've split it up now two and two. 
uh, to offense, to defense. And now, of course, that just leaves us with just three picks remaining, one in each of the next three rounds. As we make our way through round number four, we are on the clock here at number 115. A couple quarterbacks still on the board, but been going back and forth whether or not the Panthers are actually going to take a a quarterback. Uh, again, receiver is still a possibility. We also might have to look linebacker at some point, too. And I'm looking at this guy, Blake Cashman. I think he's a... From what I've read and heard, he's an underrated player. Fourth round, get a, get another body in there, especially if they transition to the 3-4, get some extra people in there. So I think that's what we're going to go with. We'll go with Blake Cashman, the linebacker out of Minnesota. That'll, so that'll be the pick here in round four. And now we're on here to round number five, pick number 154 overall. So again, we've addressed edge, guard, safety, running back. Linebacker, looking at some of the guys, got some receivers still on the board. Hunter Renfro was on the board, and I really like Hunter Renfro. I know the Panthers just signed Chris Hogan, but I wouldn't be opposed to them drafting Hunter Renfro. I mean, the guy just catches everything. Uh, they could go tight end late. They can go corner, and looking at some of the corners, that are available. You got Kendall Sheffield of Ohio State, Jimmy Moreland of James Madison, Corey Ballantine of Washburn, a couple of small school guys. But I'm really intrigued with Jimmy Moreland. He rose a bit during the uh, pre-draft process, especially back in January when he played at the Shrine Game, played well there, and got the call up to the Senior Bowl. And with only two picks left, you know we could use an extra body at corner. I think that's the way we're going to go here. We'll go with Jimmy Moreland. The cornerback out of James Madison. And that will leave us with just one pick left in round six. Because as we've discussed many times now, the Panthers do not have a pick in round seven. So after they make their pick in round six, they are basically done unless they somehow trade back into round seven. That's that's why now thinking about it too, it's certainly possible, I think, too, with one of those later round picks that they trade back and maybe pick up, say, a seventh round pick or even a late round pick in next year's draft. But that's for down the line. That'll be interesting to see. But nonetheless, one pick left here, number 187 in round number six. And we still got some receivers on the board. Penny Hart is the name that's jumping out right now to me. But also, I just noticed this guy on here, too, because this is a player I've been mocking, been able to get in the fourth round, third or fourth round, depending on some boards. We're here in the sixth round, and at this point, I don't think I can pass him up. And that's Jacoby Myers, the wide receiver out of North Carolina State. Can play outside, can play inside. Got a chance to talk to him at the... Combine, really confident in his game, or he's, I should say he sounds confident in his game. I remember he told me he believes he's a mix of guys like uh, Keenan Allen and Jarvis Landry and even Chad Johnson. So I was, I was really intrigued when he told me that. And to get him here in round six, 
I think is pretty tremendous value. Again, we've done mocks before where I've gotten him late round three or even early round three, round four. This is in round six now. Uh, but that end, that'll do it for this mock. So to recap, we end up with Brian Burns in round one, Dalton Reisner in round two, Amani Hooker, the safety out of Iowa in round three, Miles Sanders, the Penn State running back in round four, Blake Cashman, Minnesota linebacker round five, Jimmy Moreland, the James Madison corner in round six, and, or I'm sorry, My, or Monty Hooker and Miles Sanders both in round three, Blake Cashman in round four, Jimmy Moreland in round five, and Jacoby Myers in round six. So that's kind of one look at how the the rest of the draft could go for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but before we get out of here, I do want to touch, I want to give my thoughts on round one as a whole. So it started at the top. Arizona Cardinals take Kyler Murray number one overall. Look, it just felt that way seemingly for a couple months now. I mean, even since around the combine or maybe even a little before the combine is when the wheels really started turning that Kyler Murray was going to be the pick for the Cardinals at number one. Uh, they, there was obviously a little bit of suspense. You know, they made it sound like maybe they're interested in Nick Bosa. Maybe they're interested in Quinn and Williams. But it feels like, if you guys ever saw the movie Draft Day, it feels like either Steve Kime or Cliff Kingsbury, one of them had the note in his pocket that said, Kyler Murray, no matter what. And he ends up being the pick. It's crazy the thing. This is two years in a row now. That not just a quarterback, but a quarterback from Oklahoma starts the draft process nowhere near even, say, the first round, let alone number one overall. And they work their way up to the number one pick in the draft. Last year, of course, it was Baker Mayfield. And last year was more suspenseful because we never even talked about Baker until literally the day before the draft. It was always either Josh Allen or Sam Darnold. Day before the draft comes, all of a sudden Baker Mayfield's in play and he ends up being the pick. With Kyler, we had been talking about this for about two months now. And he finally makes the pick. Or they finally made it official. It is Kyler Murray. Then the Niners take Nick Bosa and let's face it, I think the Niners had to be like, as I've said before, like a kid in a candy store. you know. And then I know there were people concerned that they could have had Bosa at one if they had lost one of those games late in the season, but Hey, it's Niners, they get the win, and they win in the draft as well. They get Nick Bosa at number two, just a perfect fit for the 49ers, so great move for them. I know there was there was a report, too, that came out saying they are shopping Solomon Thomas. Uh, really, he's just kind of the odd man out now, especially with him, with Bosa in the mix, and DeForest Buckner, and Eric Armstead, so Thomas seems like he's on the way out. Jets did go with Quinn and Williams at number three, so arguably the two two best players in the draft. I thought maybe the Jets would take Josh Allen, or I thought they had a chance to drop back and take Ed Oliver, but uh, Quinn and Williams arguably the second best player. Some argue the best player in the draft. Jets get him at number three. Raiders went with Cleveland Farrell. Farrell, of course, was a guy that we talked about a lot as a possibility at 16 for the Panthers. My initial reaction was a bit of a shock because I was like, wow, the Raiders took Farrell. But then I'm thinking, well, I did mock him to the Giants at six. 
So it's not too much of a difference, only two picks higher. I think what was more surprising to me was the fact that Josh Allen was still on the board, and the Raiders ended up going with Farrell. But they needed the edge help, and they got it in Farrell, so, you know, good pick there by the Raiders. Devin White to the Buccaneers at five. Listen, that was one of the easiest picks to make if you were doing a mock draft. Yes, I had them trade up to three, but I still got the player right. This just seemed like a match made in heaven for quite some time. Devin White going to do big things in Tampa Bay. Then came the surprise. Daniel Jones, the quarterback out of Duke, selected by the New York Giants at number six overall. You can debate all you want now whether or not Jones would have been there at 17 for the Giants. I don't know if he would have been, to be quite honest. I really believe if the Giants passed on Jones, somebody was trading up for him. Whether it was the Bengals, the Redskins, whoever, I believe someone would have traded up for Daniel Jones. I think this was just the Giants making sure that, obviously, Jones was their guy. They wanted to get him. They assured themselves they get him. They didn't risk waiting till 17. They get him at number 6. There's your heir apparent to Eli Manning. Josh Allen then goes at number 7 to the Jaguars. The Lions did take TJ Hawkinson at number 8. How about that? If you remember in my mock, I had the Lions trading back to 11 and still getting Hawkinson. Uh, I remember Bob Quinn being asked about the tight end position at the Combine, and he kept talking about... No position is out of play. He just talked about, you know, finding good players at number eight. Well, clearly Hawkinson was their guy. So hopefully hopefully the Lions can get out of Hawkinson what they couldn't have gotten out of or what they weren't able to get with guys like Brandon Pettigrew and Eric Ebron. Ed Oliver does go top ten. He doesn't fall as far as some had thought in previous mocks. He goes at number nine to the Buffalo Bills. Love that pick. Uh, Bill's always good with defensive linemen, and Oliver, we know, is just a beast. Then we finally had a trade. The Pittsburgh Steelers traded up from 20 to 10. An uncharismatic move. You don't see this too often for the Steelers, but listen, linebacker was arguably their biggest need. They, they realized it, and they went out, and they got the guy. I mean, Devin White was off the board, so really the only other top player left was Devin Bush, and the Steelers... Go up and get him. Then the Bengals went with Jonah Williams at number 11. Bengals need offensive linemen big time, so can't argue the pick there. Rashawn Gary, number 12 to the Packers. The Packers just continue to bolster edge. I didn't think they'd go edge so high with what they did in free agency, but clearly they're they're wanting as much, as much pass rush as they can. And certainly in, in this division... With Matthew Stafford, with Mitch Trubisky, and to some extent Kirk Cousins. You can never have too many pass rushers getting after the ball. So they add Rashawn Gary to Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. Then the Dolphins went with Christian Wilkins at 13. And I don't think anybody was more excited when they got on stage when Christian Wilkins jumping up and celebrating with Roger Goodell. Chris Lindstrom... The guard out of Boston College goes to the Falcons at 14. That, to me, was surprising. I didn't think... We we thought there was a chance Lindstrom can go in the first round, but I thought he'd be more in the back end of round one. I didn't expect him to go in the top 15, but 
The Falcons, and as we saw with what they did later in the first round, clearly felt offensive line was their biggest need, and they certainly addressed it. And that meant Dwayne Haskins fell right into the lap of the Washington Redskins at number 15. We knew the Redskins were definitely in the market for a quarterback, and we thought there was a possibility they would trade up, and as it turns out, they didn't even have to. Haskins just fell to them at 15. And like I said, the, the top 15 picks just worked out pretty well for the Panthers. Brian Burns was there. To me, it seemed like it was an easy pick, I'm sure. Brian Burns at 16. Then the Giants went with Dexter Lawrence at 17, which was another head-scratcher for a lot of people. But, hey, Dave Gettleman knows what he's doing, I guess. Garrett Bradbury, the excellent center from, the, from NC State, drafted by the Vikings at 18. Jeffrey Simmons... Goes to the Titans at 19. Obviously, there was a lot of talk of his off-field issues, but still goes top 20. Noah Fant makes it two Iowa tight ends in the top 20 as he was taken by the Broncos. Packers then moved up to 21 to take Darnell Savage. Again, shout-out to Ben Solak. He was one of the guys that said that Savage could possibly sneak into the first round. And... I sort of got this right, too. Like the Bucks with Devin White, I had right player, right team just in the wrong position because I had the Packers getting Savage at number 30. But as it turned out, the Packers obviously really liked Savage, that they were willing to trade up nine spots in the first round from 30 to 21 to get him. Then we saw another trade. The Eagles trade up from 25 to 22, second year in a row, interestingly enough that the Packers and Seahawks made a trade in the first round, and the Eagles and Ravens made a trade in the first round. But the Eagles moved up three spots. They went, they got Andre Dillard. Great pick for the Eagles. There's your heir apparent to Jason Peters. And clearly they felt if they wanted Dillard, they had to get ahead of the Houston Texans. And sure enough, the Texans went ahead and took a tackle themselves. Titus Howard, the offensive tackle out of Alabama State. Another player that Ben said could sneak into the first round. Uh, then the Raiders were back on the clock. They went with Josh Jacobs, the only running back in the first round. Marquise Brown, the guy I thought was really intriguing for a first-round pick at only about 160, 170 pounds. But obviously he has, there's no doubt he has great playmaking ability. He gets taken by the Ravens at 25. Then the Redskins move up 20 spots. They went from 46 to 26, shipping a second-round pick next year to the Colts to take Montez Sweat. And we saw the, the news yesterday that supposedly he was misdiagnosed with that heart condition. So, boy, what could have been if they didn't have that initial diagnosis and they went with what we assume now was the correct one how much higher Sweat could have went. But nonetheless, he does still go in the first round, 26 to the Redskins. Then the Raiders back on again at 27 for their third pick in the first round, and they went with Jonathan Abram, the safety out of Mississippi State. So three first-round picks for Mississippi State, not too shabby. Then the Chargers went with Jerry Tillery, the defensive tackle out of Notre Dame, just continuing to add to that front line. You've got Tillery now, you've got Melvin Ingram, You've got Joey Bosa. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Then the Seahawks initially had back-to-back picks, 29 and 30, after trading back. They took 29, and they went with LJ Collier, defensive end out of TCU. So effectively, they replaced Frank Clark with LJ Collier and got some extra picks because, again, the way they kept moving around, they had that extra pick, and they ended up trading that to the Giants. They traded number 30 to the Giants, who took DeAndre Baker, as we said, the only corner in the first round. The Falcons, like we said, they really dressed offensive line. They end up moving back into the first round, make a trade with the L.A. Rams to move to 31 to take Caleb McGarry. So, you know, congrats to McGarry. All the off-field stuff he went through, he works hard, he has a great career at Washington, and he winds up being a first-round pick in the NFL draft. So he goes to the Falcons at 31, and then the Patriots take Nikhil Harry at 32. Not too shabby for a guy of his talent getting to catch passes at least for, say, a year or two or however from Tom Brady. So that was the first round. Again, certainly some surprises, uh, but always fun to watch it play out. Again, a lot of the players still available Jawan Taylor still on the board, Greedy Williams, DK Metcalf, Cody Ford, Greg Little, Ja'Kai Polite, A.J. Brown, Byron Murphy, Debo Samuel, uh, Nasir Adderley, Dalton Reisner, Taylor Rapp, Rocky Sin, another guy could have went round one, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. A lot of good players still on the board, so I think you're gonna, you're definitely going to see teams get... A good bit of talent here on day two. And again, I think you're going to see a run on receivers. I think you might see a run on running backs. Probably going to see a run on cornerbacks and probably safeties as well. I think those are definitely the positions to watch. And then I think the other big storyline too is where does Drew Locke land? Again, I thought Drew Locke could have went round one. He is still on the board. Going to be very interesting to see where he lands if the team trades up for him just what ends up happening so we'll see should be very fun and will greer another player i'm going to be keeping an eye on as well but i think that'll do it here i'm going to get out here hope you guys enjoyed round one and enjoy rounds two and three tonight and we of course will be back tomorrow to recap whatever picks the panthers make and then look ahead to the final day of the draft so until next time I'm Bill Rossetti. Really appreciate you guys sticking around and enjoying this ride that we have been on. Again, enjoy tonight, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.